Hi there, and welcome to Typical Books. This podcast is an audio production of my YouTube show, Typical Books, where we talk horror, fiction, and sometimes true crime. So, on with the show. Hi there, today on Typical Books, we're going to talk about some new books coming out from Horror Writers Association authors for December. Now, there aren't a lot of books out right now. It is sort of a slump season, and I think that horror film and film in general uh, have this thing where there's not a lot of stuff coming out in like January, February. I'm not exactly sure why. We do have a global creator industry, so films should be coming out year-round, shouldn't they? Suffice it to say, it's quiet right now. If you recall, the last video had quite a lot of titles, and the video before that, I was putting them out a little more regularly, too, perhaps, because there were so many books heading into October. Spooky season is huge for horror novels, of course, and it gets a little quiet about now. So I've got six, six, six books to talk about, which really isn't too bad. If you are new here, hello, thank you. And I normally do cover, of course, typical horror booktube affair with reviews and tags and all that stuff. But if you're here checking out new releases, be sure to share. A lot of these are independent authors, new authors, small press publishers, of course. So it is important because sharing is scaring. Even those who don't typically read horror may be interested to support new or smaller authors, smaller publishers and stuff like that. And it isn't only hard boiled horror. There is a huge gamut of everything from drama, thrillers, YA, all of that stuff. So definitely click the share button below and use it to share it on all your social networks. So without further ado, here are some new releases from Horror Writers Association authors. Starting out, we have The Stoning by Amanda Johns, and this came out in mid-October. 100 years ago, in a small town in rural New South Wales, Australia, the Bowen and Hodder families were terrorized by increasingly threatening paranormal phenomena. The entirety of the event centered on a single individual, 12-year-old Minnie Bowen. This strange affair convinced many who saw, heard, and felt the activities that Minnie was being haunted. And I really love this centering around a 12-year-old girl. It reminds me so much of The Exorcist. Even though this is a haunting, of course, they often leech on to these younger girls. And who knows the reason why? I'm glad it's not a witch trial here. I wonder if this is based on a true story. Next up, not so much a true story as a rat with a crown. I love this cover because it is whimsical. I do love a good critter and a critter and a crown. I mean, you can't beat that. This is The Rat King, a horror collection by L.P. Hernandez. And this comes from Sleepless Sanctuary Publishing. That's a publisher I've not heard of. And this came out in the middle of November. Sadie befriends the shy boy next door who is always hungry but never eats. Derek and his college friends fulfill a dream to visit a mysterious remote park known for its natural wonders and its history of unexplained beheadings. I am interested. An unforgettable encounter with a town eccentric, a visitor with a grandmother who is not herself lately, a trip through time at the worst possible time, and more. The Rat King has 14 horror and speculative stories, fully illustrated and featuring four stories adapted by the No Sleep podcast. And the No Sleep podcast is super famous. If you are a listener, let me know below. I typically listen to the Wicked Library and I don't listen to a lot of horror 
podcasts in the fiction milieu and mostly like a non-fiction you know this is horror talking scared and dead headspace kind of girl mostly because the fiction my mind wanders sometimes it depends on the storyteller but no sleep is super big and there's a reason for that because they're very good so if you're a listener you may have stumbled upon four of these 13 stories from the rat king interesting Next up is Azalea House and with the last book and the books to come there's like a theme of red in the covers and the red just gets more and more pronounced. It's really interesting. I always notice themes with these releases come in. Azalea House by Claire Castleberry. This comes from Winding Road Stories, another publisher I'd never heard of. After Marianne's parents die suddenly in an accident, she and her brother Marcus must fend for themselves as they adjust to a new life with a dysfunctional extended family. Marianne begins to unravel one dark secret after another, revealing a sinister past and awakening the spirits who inhabit Azalea House as she comes of age and seeks to escape her traumatic past. And this reminds me of maybe a more tame version of Only the Stains Remain, which was a really hard read for a lot of people. I haven't had a chance yet to read it and I want to. It was very hard hitting and this sounds like a similar sort of story instead of two boys, a girl and a boy, I think. So I don't know. I have to look into it. Very interested though in Azalea House. And the red theme on the covers continue with Pulse, book one by B.A. Bellick. And this came out the 1st of December. In the year 2040, a mysterious creature is unleashed at the world's biggest music festival. Pulse is a dystopian sci-fi horror thriller set in the not-too-distant future, centered around a megacorp, monstrosities, and music. In the description, the author also describes this as uh, something like the Fire Festival as an influence, and I'm not sure if you're all into the fire festival fiasco there is a documentary on netflix you can watch all sorts of the mess unfolding online a lot of commentary from fellow youtubers and it was a real train wreck to watch unfold where they had invited a lot of music acts and influencers and a lot of just famous people to this festival that never really got off the ground and one of the things that I thought that was the most hilarious was the photos they showed of the haciendas you could rent on the front of the gorgeous beach and the dirty real beach with grody tents set up instead. Like it was just fact and fiction. Oh my gosh. So yeah, Pulse, book one. This will cover something like that, I think. And I think that that is found not only for psychological horror, because it was probably traumatic for a lot of the people who ended up going to this fire festival that was a fiasco, but to open that up to some sort of dystopian future and maybe cosmic horror, I think that's fascinating. Next up, we have The Spiral, Bittersweet Empathy, The Tragedy of Amy Doreen, book one by Nikki DeCooster. And this comes from Phoenix Rose Publishing. It was also out the 1st of December. I'm quite interested in this trend of series. I know it's borrowed from maybe fantasy and YA where it works really, really well. People love a good series and there's been less of that in horror. I think more every year I see more of these series popping up and I'm wondering uh, how this is going to pan out in the future if series are really the way to go for most horror authors. Lovecraft was wrong. Fear is not the strongest emotion. Love, on the other hand, love is limitless and far more deadly. Take it from me, I'm an empath and I've got a story to tell before there isn't much left of me to tell it. 
An apathetic delinquent stuck with a crippling empathy and haphazard control over emotions struggles to keep her sixth sense from becoming her only sense. And I'm curious because half of the summary is written in the first person is the book itself written in the first person. That would be interesting to really get a mind's eye in an empath with haphazard emotions. I think that's neat. And it is maybe another young girl, much like the stoning that I talked about earlier, where it is centered around a younger girl. I like this. And finally, a lot more red on this cover. This is Touched by Shadows by Vaughn A. Jackson out from Journal Stone. Now that is a publisher I recognize. And it came out last week. Touched by Shadows is Vaughn's debut horror novel and follows a young girl as she navigates the horrors inherent in her unnatural abilities. The advances of a demon who wants to possess her and the racist machinations of a cruel reverend, it blends science fiction and cosmic horror together while also grounding both in the real world terror that people of color still experience to this day. And I like these themes, not only the red on the cover, but these young girls with powers, maybe unbeknownst to them or dangerous powers, or of course ghosts like in the stoning, which I do wonder how many of these are going to be outside influences or how much of it is basically Firestarter, you know, a young girl with an uncontrolled ability. I really enjoy that take on this. All of these and more can be seen at horror.org slash new releases where there's a huge wall of eerie eye candy. It's all the books that horror writers association authors have announced as new releases this year and the previous year and the year previous that and going back eons. There are so many cool books to check out and the covers because that's really what it's about. Not every single book ends up here because I really talk about the books with covers that make me go wow. Or storylines. There's a few that covers aren't like, you know, 100%, but it's the story that I'm after in that summary. With luck, this is something like shopping in a used bookstore where you get to see the cover and then read the back. If you've read any of these books, let me know. Or of course, if any of these books are going to be added to your massive list of books to read, like my massive list of books to read. Thank you so much for watching and have an ooky spooky day. If you are looking for something new to read, some insider reviews of horror that you have read, or even talk from a writer's perspective, I hope you enjoy this little show. Feel free to check out the YouTube version by searching Typical Books, or visit me at typicalbooks.com. For extended interviews and essays on horror, visit Patreon where you can find the monthly audio magazine. That's two hours of Typical Books. Thank you for listening and have a delightfully bookish day.